Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today by supporting the Going In Raw Patreon. You can enjoy access to the live taping of the show, exclusive merchandise, and patron-only episodes, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. This is the glorious one, Bobby Roode, and you're watching Going In Raw. Hey, Ron Dave here. And Lars. And welcome back to Going In Raw. Going In Raw. <laughs> The only pro wrestling podcast you can be listening to this whole day is right here merging on an absolute train wreck. YouTube.com forward slash Steve Morrison available wherever fine podcasts are. Be sure to hit that subscribe notify button and the subs- subscribe or download button on your podcast app. Make sure you always get new notification, notification bell too. Now, somebody was asking us about going in our daily. Yeah, the notification bell. Somebody was asking about going in our daily in our Patreon chat. Um, and uh, so that's why I said going in our daily. Probably not gonna. Probably not gonna be back in that format. We got. I, we've been asked that of, by a small number of people. What? No. I, well, we'll be back in that format on a daily basis. But if there's a breaking if news story breaking we need to talk about immediately, we're gonna do that. Yeah, we can do that. Okay. No, I'm I fine always, with that. I have a pile of dress shirts in my car. Mm-hmm. All this have them at the ready. Are we gonna have uh, like a set for for daily? I mean for. Going in raw short form news. We got the backdrop right there in the office. You mean? Then, yeah. Just have it ready to the go. New office, and then we'll, whatever our TV is, we'll just keep it ready. Yeah. Okay, cool. Right. We're gonna keep it ready. Whenever, whenever there's breaking news in the world of wrestling, but here's kind of the reason why is because, um, well, a couple of things. It just from a business standpoint, we started doing that for kind of a specific reason, and it really wasn't working out. In and that it didn't particular work sense. to what we do. We thought, hey, short form content could be a good gateway for people. To come on in, understand what we are, and then get more into the long-form stuff. But it really didn't do that. We didn't get any like, sub-boosts or anything like that from it. Not really. So, Actually, um, since we stopped doing it, we've gotten pretty decent stuff. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Our growth has been better since we stopped doing it. Um, and then, like, for what we were getting financially, it just didn't, like, and, what, like, the amount of time we are putting into it. Like, we did, what, th- four of those a week. Yeah. And it ate up about six to eight hours. Yeah. Of our week. Yeah, about six, yeah. Now we can take those six hours. And do stuff that could potentially be more uh, lucrative. We could do new stuff, different stuff, you know. Yeah. So it's all just a work in progress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways. I like the format, though. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was fun. I, and just, and I think I think also now that we're doing the intros to... Well, that's how I we, justified not doing it. Raw, we're getting the little skit type things. We yeah, it was kind of news slash skitty. And mm-hmm. now with the We Book Raw, like you said, we get our skit fill. So yeah. we're happy with that. Yeah. Check out We Book Rods. Great. 
anyways, what? Uh, oh, let's talk about SmackDown. Oh. Can we oh. do more plugs? So we have to talk about SmackDown? Yeah, we have a pro wrestling t-shirt. We do. What's well, a pro wrestling t-shirt? Shop. Pro wrestling t-shop. This is there. Not going to happen. That's not there. Yeah, this is a pro, uh, pro wrestling gorilla. We have Patreon. We have 45 amazing friendos. Today we're going to do chat trivia. Yes, and the post show exclusive for yeah. patrons only. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Okay, now we talk about SmackDown. Oh, man. Boy. Not a, not a good show. Yeah, it is spinning its wheels, yeah. man. Like, especially with how much fun Raw was. It's it's worse than bad. It's bad and boring. Yeah, I know. I know. Like, and the writing's not good. I don't, and I do not understand. The worst aspect of it to me is understanding what role in term in the story is Daniel Bryan playing versus what role That's in the story the is Shane McMahon issue playing? Issue seems to change week by week. Even like I know I understand that it's part of his character, but to open the show they did this AJ Styles interview with Renee Young thing, right? And she asked him, uh, "Do you think Daniel Bryan is playing favorites?" And then she asked him the same thing about Shane McMahon. And he said, I don't really want to get into how they think. I don't know how they think because I'm not them, which works from a character standpoint. But it also works from a creative standpoint because there's not a lot of – I don't think there's, clarity, there's on, clarity on the part of creative. And, okay, so the thing about our show is that we try to be positive about things. Mm-hmm. But more than that, we try to look at it from a critical eye. Yes. You know, what's working, what isn't working. We're not going to crap all over the product, but when we say, hey, this is kind of boring, like, these are the reasons. So we're we're at least doling out some rooms like, oh, this is crap. It's just, I don't get I don't get it. Yeah, I know. I just don't I don't understand what's going on with this Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon stuff. And one of the more infuriating things is, for example, when they go, so Daniel Bryan is kind of pseudo management heel guy. Yeah, we can get to into we can talk about the the Gable Benjamin the Gable Benjamin stuff. Yeah, that was right there. That little bit between Daniel Bryan and Gable Benjamin it really kind of encapsulates what's wrong with this whole Shane Daniel Bryan storyline. Because at first, and then the Shane Daniel Bryan stuff after that. Yeah, yeah. Because Daniel Bryan, you uh, Gable and Benjamin gave a really long, but for the most part, pretty good promo. I like the promo about how they were essentially screwed out of the tag titles. Daniel Bryan comes out, and at first, he says, I empathize with you guys. I understand what it feels like to, to have something you really want taken from you. But then he said, but then, but now you're you're insulting management. I'm like, what? Yeah, I know. That Why can, would yeah. Daniel Bryan uh, identify himself as a part of the management team? I know he's a general manager. I get that. Nonetheless, he's always it, positioned it was just himself. two weeks ago, he's telling Shane that's become Mr. McMahon and abuse his authority. He's always... A, like positioning himself as it's kind of like an everyman that, that happens to come into this job where he has some say in the product. Well, I'm on the side of talent. I want to give everybody opportunities, the kind of opportunities that were supposed to have been denied yes. me by management. Yes. So if he can bridge that gap yes. and be and at yeah. first that's what it seemed like it was going to be, where it's like, okay, I understand the I understand what you're feeling right now. Right. Okay, exactly. Yeah. With, with the Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn stuff. Yeah, yeah. Same. But with Gable and Benjamin in this in this sense. But then he pivots directly to this whole well. You're insulting management and nine management referees are representative our proxies out yeah. there. And I'm like, okay, that's an odd pivot. And then he pivots to the rest decision is final. You don't need the whole management aspect of it inserted in that, that promo whatsoever. He can just say, I understand your position, but 
the policy here in SmackDown is, unfortunately, I have to tell you, the referee's decision is final. Unless they're doing this weird kind of quasi-heel Daniel Bryan thing right now. Yeah. So he makes he makes a, a stipulation match, a best two out of three falls yeah. match for Gable. Man, I'm skipping ahead, but this is kind of well. Is, is a, is a it's same, all for our point. Same thing that happened to AJ last week, where Chad Gable says, "What you want us to beat? A, you want us to beat the Usos twice in one night?" And yeah. Daniel Bryan goes completely over the top. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that Royal Rumble will get the two out of three falls match against the Usos, which they seem to be cool with, yeah. and fans should be cool with. Yeah, it's gonna be great. I mean, stipulation matches in general are meant to generate crowd enthusiasm. Oh, it's something kind of different. Oh, it's hell in a cell. It's dangerous. It's two out of three falls. Wow, we're going to see like some, you know, the drama of two out of three falls. Yeah. And even Gable and Benjamin were like, okay, that's a challenge that we're willing to accept. They weren't like, oh, this is crap. This is crap. They were like, okay, good. We got a rematch, which is an odd reaction from a team that obviously through their initial promo in the night, t- five minutes earlier, were cutting a heel promo. Yeah. And so then Daniel Bryan goes backstage and Shane McMahon's there and Shane McMahon starts questioning Daniel Bryan's decision for making a two out of three falls match. When Gable and Benjamin lost and Shane was saying, why do they even get a rematch in the first place? Because there was controversy all over. What is Shane's role supposed to be here? Is he supposed to be? I just, it's, it's not even a matter of me needing to understand Oh, this guy is a bad guy, and this guy is a good guy. I want clear motivations and see those motivations played out on camera. Exactly. I'm fine with gray area characters yeah, totally. in terms of, okay, so for example, the way we've been describing Benjamin and Gable up to this point, up until they cut an obvious heel promo on the crowd, because at that point it's, okay, they're bad. Yeah. It, I'm okay with them, you know, not if, if, if they're going to be tweeners. I mean, we've called them tweeners, yeah. people who aren't really, who... You know, they'll run somebody down, which is not really a babyface thing, but then they'll win legitimately. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they got they they got screwed out of the titles last mm-hmm. week. You know, I, they have a good position yes. to make, which generally is a face thing. If, yes. you, if you're standing on the moral high ground, you're although, kind of a although face. 2017 was the year of heels that made good points. That's a good point. You're a face that makes good points. Thank you. Um, so, but I just, there seems to be, it's not, if, if, if your audience is confused by the motivation, that should be crystal clear. Yes. The motivation should be crystal clear, and there is nothing that's crystal clear about this. And so it's difficult to emotionally get attached to the story that's being told yes. without really... It's, it's not compelling in the least right now. It's it not compelling really storytelling. Isn't. It's not compelling television. Because after, go back to that backstage segment where Shane confronts Daniel Bryan about making the tag match. And then he asked Daniel Bryan, are you okay? Are you all right? You know, he says, what's, what's the word he used? You seem a little... Uh, unstable, I think. Unstable. Yeah. And Daniel Bryan fires back. It's like, who are you to talk? Yeah. You've been, you know, going after Owens and Zane essentially, for months now. And then it's kind of ended, well, agree to disagree. They shake hands and that's it. It's like... Yeah. It's, I, I, I appreciate simmering tensions, but this has already go, gone, I feel like, well beyond that. Yeah. That there's no escalation week after week. Right, exactly. It's just more of the same. It's it's the most bizarre case of spinning wheels. Yeah. Because it's one thing to have like the same matches every week or whatever. Or Dolph Ziggler, for example, spinning wheels when he was every week coming out doing the same you know mm-hmm. non entrance mm-hmm. thing or, or mimicking ent- entrances. But it's when they're when the storyline needs when it needs escalation week to week, which this does. Yes. 
and you don't get it, it's just weird. Yeah. And not and like you said, it's not weird fun or weird train wreck. It's just weird boring. And there's nothing compelling about it. When nothing happens in two hours of TV, you ask yourself, why am I watching this? I what was the point of this episode I of SmackDown? And, and there you wasn't have, one. You have some of these top talents involved in the storyline. You have, uh, mm-hmm, yeah. uh, I almost said Shane McMahon, but that's not the case. Uh, AJ Styles, Kevin mm-hmm. Owens, Sami Zayn, Daniel Bryan. Yeah. They're great. They're yeah. all great talents. They're all great uh, doing it with character work. Mm-hmm. But it seems like week to week, they're given different stuff to work with. Yeah. There's no through line in terms of motivation, goals. Right. None of that. Right. Because like if, if Dana Bryant just cares about opportunity, then he should send to Gable and Benjamin. All right, I empathize with your point of view. You know, you kind of got the short end of the stick here. It was, it, you know, it wasn't like they cheated. It wasn't necessarily their fault. They took advantage of a situation and they thought they won the match. Yeah, I understand that. This is what we're gonna do. Yeah, and if you really want to prove yourselves, beat them twice. Yes. two out of three. And then he yeah. pulls the management card. Yeah, it's like where is that coming from? Yeah, just two weeks ago you were given to Shane about not about being management. Yeah. It feels it feels oddly overwritten and underwritten. Yeah. And when I say overwritten, I kind of mean like the writers might understand what the motivation is, but they haven't executed it to the point where we understand what the motivation is enough to it, it just seems muddy. It mm-hmm. just seems mm-hmm. it seems clumsy. Yeah. Yeah. So it's convoluted. It is, but, but then, but then, yeah, it's it, convoluted and boring, which is a it's weird, convoluted and like boring, but also at times, in terms of motivation, it seems underwritten. So you wouldn't think that'd be con- like narratively, it feels convoluted. I get the feeling in, that in terms of motivation, completely underwritten. Daniel Bryan might have gotten his script and been like, "Okay, I'll do what I can." Well, that's what, like the end of that bit where he does the completely over the top. That's it. Yeah. And then walking out, he was doing his yes thing, but it seemed like he was mocking it almost. Right. Yeah. Like I, he realizes this is garbage. Yeah. He's like being handed. What was it la- yeah last week when he doled out the the handicap match with AJ Styles? I was mildly intrigued. Yeah, I was like, okay, well that's kind of interesting. They're kind of doing this heel thing, but then this week it was just all over the map, mm-hmm. and yet wasn't. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It well, was same with Shane at the end. Yeah, you know, like uh, Owens and Zayn were trying to find a way out of their their handicap match at the end, and so he comes out and restarts the match twice. Mm-hmm. Which I guess is a face move because you have two heels trying to get out of, I guess, their comeuppance. Yeah. But at the same time, it's, it's still vindictive. I know. Shane's still being vindictive. There hasn't been one. And you know what's funny, man, is that you go back to our predictions for Survivor Series and what did we say? The only way SmackDown is going to get some storylines out of this is if they won. Is if they win. And they didn't. And that launched into this whole weird convoluted, you know, oh, and Al Shane hates... Sammy and Kevin, and there's, he's going to punish them, and Daniel Bryan is on their side, but he's... But not. But can't not. play favorites, but he can't really play favorites, but then there's AJ Styles. And he in this opening segment, you have this, uh, when Renee Young asked AJ, um, do you feel that Daniel Bryan is playing favorites? And the crowd starts chanting yes. Right, yeah, 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 Daniel yeah. Daniel Bryan's yes chant. Yeah. Which I'm not sure if that's the reaction they want. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they want. I really don't. I don't either. It's really confusing. I have no idea. Um, I really like this. I really liked AJ's performance in the interview, though. Yeah. He comes off as so, like, natural. Yeah. He comes off as very genuine. And, like, when he gets a little heated with his accent, he comes off a bit like Stone Cold. Yeah. And it's very endearing. I saw that promo for uh, Ride Along where he drops a perfect what? (laughs) It's perfect. At this point. Yeah, at this point, it's not surprising. You would have swore that was Stone Cold. Yeah. I have to watch that. Uh, yeah, he's getting interviewed by Renee Young. She asked, uh, you know, how do you feel about what happened last week? And he's like, yeah, I, I guess 
essentially is like I, I can't have I can't have second thoughts about it because it happened. I made a mistake. Yeah, he says something sarcastically yeah. in Daniel yeah. Bryan. Took it literally. Yeah. Made the match. It is what it is. Life's not fair. Good. No phone. Uh, life's not fair, so that's fine. Mm-hmm. Thinks it sucks, mm-hmm. but he'll deal with it. Mm-hmm. He'll win. He'll retain the, the title at Rumble. Right. Out comes Owens and Zayn, rubbing it in his face, doing the yep stuff. This was kind of interesting, too. I mean, this is the one. This, they did answer this particular question. Yeah. They announced that they would be co-holders of the WWE when title. When they won at the Rumble. When they, they won at the Rumble. co-holders of the WWE Championship. Yeah. Um, let me ask you something. If Roman Reigns or Finn Balor wins on Raw, and they do, and, and Finn doesn't declare for, for SmackDown immediately anyways... Um, is there a chance that uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn can pull this off? Do you think they might pull the trigger on that as co-champions just to give SmackDown something to do for a little while while mm-hmm. they figure out how to get Nakamura in there? Yeah. I, I kind of feel like they could, yeah, they could win that. I don't think it'd be... Although there... Something about like what, what would be the match at, at Mania? Would be Owens versus Zayn? Would that be the match? Oh no! At oh for, you, for the wait for, for the, the title, title at Mania. Oh, for the title at Mania, I would think the only the only way Owens and Zayn are going to win at the Rumble and be co-holders, which I could see maybe, but there's a caveat to that, <clears throat> um, is if AJ gets it back within the next couple of weeks mm-hmm. after that. Mm-hmm. The only caveat is they love to declare after the Royal Rumble that we are now officially on the road to WrestleMania. And at that point, usually they, I, I, I just, they usually have the champions in place. The champions that wasn't in the case place. When Cena did Gold- beat Cena? Well, no, both the titles change hands. Okay. Between the Rumble and Mania. When did Goldberg beat Owens? Fastlane. Fastlane. Okay. Okay. And then uh, Elimination Chamber. Bray got the belt on Cena. That's right. That's right. So yeah, maybe. I mean, it's it's possible. I because I, I could see that. I mean, that is one thing that I can kind of see is. Them they went out for Fastlane, I guess it is the main event. Uh, they advertised. They even announced it officially that the title match at Fastlane is a fatal five way with Styles, Owens, Zane, Nakamura, and Orton. Orton. Okay, I think that's five. Hmm. That's what being out. Of course, it could change. But that's yeah, yeah, usually, yeah. Those are usually, but I mean, it's a good. And of course, advertising AJ as the champion, but that could always change. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, if Vince figures out that day that he wants to change, it'll change. Mm-hmm. Um, I could, I just, I, I you know, you, sometimes you get that image in your head, and they, at, at some point, angles need their punchlines, mm-hmm. and that would be the ultimate punchline for this yep movement thing um, is them co-holding the title, yeah. which could be kind of interesting. They don't, right now, the WWE title isn't on the level of the universal title. Whenever... I just saw this today. Uh, Triple H and Stephanie gave away a title to somebody. I forget who it was for their work in something. Mm-hmm. And it was a universal title. Oh, okay. So Usually when sports teams win a championship, they send a, a The WWE title. Yeah. yeah. Um, they might be transitioning that to the mm-hmm. universal title. So I don't know. I, I think they're starting to view that as like their big title. I mean, Brock Lesnar has it. So yeah. They do, and it's on Raw, so of course they do. Yeah. Um, anyways, after uh, Owens and Zayn say, you know, we're going to be cold holders of the uh, WWE Championship, Shane McMahon comes out, complains a bit about Daniel Bryan making the handicap match at the Rumble, and mm-hmm. says, well, tonight we're going to have a handicap match of our own. Mm-hmm. Owens and Zayn against Styles, Orton, and Nakamura. Yeah. 
He walks, Shane that is, walks back to the gorilla position. Daniel Bryan's there. It's tense. Yeah. Daniel Bryan actually says, it's a good main event you booked tonight. And Shane says, or he extends his hands. Mm-hmm. They shake hands. That's it. Yeah. It was just, it's, it's awkward. It's awkward and not like, I don't know, it's just, I'm not into it. No, I'm not either. I'm not into. I'm not into it either. I'm not into the. I'm not into the Sami Zayn saying "yep" thing either. Well, that's all he does. I know. There's I mean, more to it. Is that? I don't know. I don't know if that's job well done, Sami Zayn, or if that's. They really need to find something else for him. I know. I, I mean, I, I like to be. I don't know. That's just. It's just annoying. Well, I was telling you before we started. I don't really find any of the heels on SmackDown terribly menacing. Yeah. Right. I guess Baron's the closest, but you know, you can just roll him up and beat him. <laughs> Uh, was Baron on no. this week's episode? He wasn't no. in. He was nowhere to be found. I should say in the singles division, like Blood mm-hmm. Brothers are menacing. In the tag division. You know what's funny is I still find it hard. They, but they, those huge hammers are so cartoonish that it's hard to really take them that seriously. It's it's a couple things for me. So uh, understanding, I think it's, it's this for me with the Bludgeon Brothers, understanding that the WWE is pushing the crap out of them, I find them menacing. Um, their, their aggression in the ring mm-hmm. does make them a bit more menacing. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I just sort of see Owen and, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Harper Rowan and, and Rowan yeah, yeah. in like some goofy cane type outfits kind of. And With huge plastic hammers. Right. I know. <laughs> exactly. And so I'm like, it's just, a, it's like a, a very, rebranding is so much difficult, more difficult these days because it's like, you just, you associate these guys so much with that one thing that they did. Yep. And sort of like not even reference it. I don't know. And then to try to make him look. Oh, look, they're in there with the ascension. And look at Harper towering over Connor or whatever it was. Yeah. And I'm like, you never said that before. No. Anyways. Uh, let's see here. Um, Next, our first match of the evening, Becky Lynch versus Ruby Riot. I was kind of confused when Becky Lynch came out and they announced her. And then Charlotte and Naomi came out. They had their own interests that were coming out with Is this the six-woman tag match? Excuse me. I mean, on there. And then I realized, no, they're just going to hang out ringside. But usually yeah. when they do that, they don't have the you know full entrances for each. Did you notice Naomi's awesome coat that's got the the, the, the lights in it? Um, crap, no, I didn't. Oh, it's so amazing. I need to start paying more. Cause wow. I every, every, feel like every week you talk about Naomi's entrance. Oh, that, pay attention. I guess it's like, you know, that's like when you were a kid, you go to something and they had those, uh, those toys with the fiber optic. Uh, lines that had the lights at the end. Oh, yeah. And it yeah. looks like that. Oh, yeah. But, like, you know, fake fur. Mm. And, but it's all lit up. That's and cool. it moves. I it's crazy. Out, man. I, I want to get one of those. Yeah. I'm sure they're expensive because it seems like it's really... You know, what like would you even do with high that? High-tech stuff. Where would you go with that? This orange hoodie. Out the door. Give me the, the, the light up. I don't know if we could do that, coat. man. That's too much. No, it's not too much. He'll be it so, he'll be so, like, just it watching. It is that. amazing. All right. Well, you got to do what you got to do, I guess. Um, Becky Lynch gave a pretty decent, you know, I, I'm not a huge fan of these promos that they do. With no, like, I'm not either. I like the Becky Lynch one, though. I, she's, she, a, she's a good she's promo. She's charming as hell. Yeah. She could talk, uh, she could just read the names in the phone book, and I'll be like, oh, she's so charming. Yeah, she's, she's a really good promo. So I'm cool there. Anyway, she said she's going to be in the Women's Rumble. Not a big surprise. Yeah. Um, really anyways, does seem like they're not going to have uh, title matches at, for the women's division at Rumble. It's feeling that way. Because, yeah, Charlotte, I mean, dude, yeah. Because, like, yeah, everybody on SmackDown save for Charlotte has declared, I think. Mm-hmm, yeah. Telling you, man, they got to do the, multi, the, the dual no, thrones. No, I like that idea. Dual thrones. I like that idea. I think there should be a, a face-off immediately Alexa after Rumble. Alexa in one, Charlotte in the other. And the winner declares. Yep. 
Um, anyways, uh, or hmm. how about just say like a cam on them, like a GoPro on them in, in one of the, you know, fancy suites. Mm-hmm. And they're just sitting there on the couch enjoying popcorn together. Okay, that's good. Popcorn. Got, got had some popcorn in the Kings game the other night. Yeah, how was yeah. it? It was good. I, I, I thought it was okay. Dad poo-pooed it really bad. Mm-hmm. He, I said, Pie. he said, how's the popcorn? I said, it's not bad. And then he took some. He's like, no, it's not. Sorry, Dad. I want to tell you, man. He was a connoisseur, apparently. Apparently. Yeah. Uh, Ruby Riot tapped out to disarmor. That was kind of surprising. Uh, you think that was surprising? Some I don't know. They're treating the Riot Squad like crap. Well, no, in that <laughs> sense, it wasn't surprising at all. But I just if it was was Sarah Logan or Liv Morgan, I wouldn't have been surprised. Oh, yeah. But I was surprised it was Ruby Riot. Man. Yeah. It's not a going your off podcast that my phone fall on my pocket. Oh, man. Yeah, I know. I'm not surprised. Ruby Riot, like I love her to death. I think she's, she's really great. good. Um, I just don't, you know. Again, there's not a lot of clarity there. I don't know what it is with SmackDown. I don't know what's going on. Do they allocate all their writers to Raw? Seems like to it. craft perfect episodes. It seems like it. <laughs> it Everything SmackDown was doing right beginning of this year, and then like Raw is now doing. They just put their production intern in terms of you know in charge of writing, and it's like, look. I appreciate the confidence you place in me, but I'm not looking to be a writer. I'm not a writer. And then Road Dogg says, oh, you didn't know? <laughs> oh, you didn't know? Your head writer is SmackDown. <laughs> Your head writer is SmackDown production intern. Anyway. Next, speaking of Bludgeon Brothers, we saw Bludgeon Brothers take on the Ascension. Mm-hmm. It wasn't much of a match. Yeah. Squash match. Bludgeon Brothers go over with their finisher. You know what I would really love for this? Or one of their finishers. I would love some character interaction on behalf of the Bludgeon Brothers. Mm -hmm. Because they're just sort of there. They're just this wall that they they keep on throwing Breezango and the Ascension at to get, you know, squashed or whatever. Um, And the Ascension got squashed this week. Uh, And I, I I want some measure of them... Interacting with mm-hmm. the whole Breezango yes. Ascension thing? Yes. Like, at some point, are they going to say, hey, we'd like to not be fighting some variation of these guys yeah. at some point? Yeah. Uh, Even just some interaction amongst themselves other than Harper slapping Rowan. <laughs> That's the lone character development we've seen with you these two. You know what really bums me out, man, is that we never did get... Remember when that one video, like... Uh, like it was a Fallout video of uh, Harper yeah. saying, you know, my wife and kids are here, something like that. Yeah, I just wanted that Harper. I know, you know, I know this normal, normal Harper, dude Harper, dude Harper. You. Hey, watch Stephen Larson books raw. I get it soon. Next uh, match in the U.S. title tournament. Oh, here's some positivity. You'll yeah. get some positivity from us here. Zack Ryder versus Mojo Rawley. Bobby Roode came out to sit ringside again. He got a full entrance, and again he's in his robe. Man. Put him in a suit. I know. When he comes out of ringside, put him in a suit. Uh, Unless he's going to wrestle, put him in a suit. My my favorite, my sleeper favorite mixed match challenge team is Rude and Charlotte. Yeah. They are so – I would love for them to be – I know Rude's married, you know, happily married. Charlotte, I don't know what her situation is right now. But I would love to see them as an actual couple. They are cute as hell together. They do. They're doing the dueling robes yeah, thing. Yeah, he was trying that. to wear her robe. I saw that. Yeah. It was really adorable. Yeah. This entire mixed match challenge thing is adorable as hell. I know. Did you see the Sami Zayn? Becky? Yeah. Oh, that was so good. I know. That was so damn I good. I like they're approaching it as if it's outside of canon. Yeah, I know. I know. I love so that. Just letting the wrestlers' natural personalities. 
And what do you know? Great. It's compelling and I rich know. and great. And endearing. You'd think they'd learn their lessons at some point you with that. So. Let them be who they are. I know. Not. And then crap stories around that. <laughs> Not going to happen. Anyways, this is cool, man. Zack Ryder versus Mojo Raleigh. Me first Mojo. round. The last match of the first round, the U.S. Yeah. tournament. The winner, of course, like you said, is going to take on Bobby Roode. Um, I kind of figured going into this, Mojo's going to win. Yeah. Um, and he did. That running forearm type deal. Yeah, man. I just feel like he, his, maybe his ring attire needs to be a bit more menacing. Yeah. But he does a really good job being menacing, man. Yeah, he does. At he's, the end. He's, he's beginning to be really menacing. He was staring into that, that you know red light on the camera yep. right there. Yep. And they get, did a good slow zoom close up on him. Yeah. Then Bobby Roode comes in. Stare down. Stare down. No smiling from Bobby Roode. That was nice. Very serious. I feel like maybe he's reached out to management and been like, can I just not smile as much? Tone it down. Can I tone down the smiling? Could be. Just because something is glorious doesn't mean it's going to inspire smiling. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily make you happy. You know, if I see something that's glorious, I'm more like this. It's like the, the gif of Hugh Jackman from The Fountain. You're in awe. Oh, you're in awe. Exactly. That's what it is. Next, Jinder Mahal promo. Jinder. This was great because, speaking of slow zooms, it was one shot, slow zooms. By the end of it, it was an extreme close-up of Jinder's face. Again, great. again, something I really loved about this episode, Jinder Mahal just talking. Mm-hmm. I know, people. I know. A lot of you out there in the comments run down whenever I talk about gender. He talks about gender. I love me some gender. I like gender, too. He says, I'm going after a new prize. The United States Championship. <laughs> At the end, it's close up with him, and he's just yeah, man. Oh, so sure. Face of this. Hey, let me ask you something. How much more do you love Jinder after watching that workout video? Oh, a lot. Understanding that he's the one directing the workout. I know. I know. I want him to be my personal trainer. Right? Do you think he'd be able to handle it? Yeah, he'd, he'd have to bring it way down. Oh, yeah. For like normals like us. Yeah, I mean, I could probably do 500 uh, reps of stuff, but it'd be like with 10 pound weights. I don't even know. 500 is a lot. Let's do it. Let's try. Because I would, dude, I was doing like, uh, I was doing some chest dumbbells, like a, 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 a press. Yeah, yeah. And I was thinking to myself, 500. I got to like, I, I think they're like 20 pounds. And I got to like, I don't know, 30. And I was like, dude, there's no way I can get to 500. Well, they were doing three sets of 50 at each exercise pretty much. Oh, okay. Ooh, so yeah. you do 50, 50 rows. And I guess the other two guys would go. Then you'd go again. Mm. You'd get a couple minutes rest at least. Five, three, four minutes. Goodness. Then you'd be fine. Wowie, wow. Uh, I'll give it a try maybe in a couple of weeks. Next up, we've got... Uh, we talked about the Gable and Benjamin promo at length. Yeah, so I actually really liked... Most of it. It was just too long. I liked the chemistry between mm-hmm. Gable and Benjamin. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really do like them as a team. I, I kind of wish they would have stuck with them being kind of more tweeners than like straight up heels because yeah. they were just... You know, that when you call the crowd a loser, you can't be a face. That's yeah. not really, you know. Yeah. When they say, what was it, Georgia was robbed or whatever. Yeah. Not really the national game. championship yeah. game. Yeah. But, like, their promo work was good. No, I thought it was good work. I don't know if it really needed to be a 10-minute segment. I feel like, yeah, I feel like they, they were like, well, they've never really had a good chunk of a promo, so let's take all that time banked that they should have had, and let's just put them out there for 10 whole minutes. Yeah. Bit, it does a bit lengthy. It's a bit long. Yeah. Um, so anyways, yeah, that, that ended with Daniel Bryan saying, yeah, okay, Usos versus Gable and Benjamin of the Rumble, two out of three falls match. So it's that tag team match. The T-Bar's getting their rematch 
So the okay. tag titles yeah. are being defended. We don't know about the Intercontinental Championship. Mm-hmm. When, when is the U.S. Championship? The winning? final for that is at the Rumble. Is that so? The U.S. title is going to be at the Rumble. Okay. I would be universal uh, if Reigns defend the Intercontinental title. I mean, he hasn't declared for the Rumble yet. That's kind of crazy, though. Like every title except for both women's titles are going to be defended at the Rumble. Mm-hmm. That's kind of wonky. I think at least one of them would be. Right. Oh, Next, backstage, Randy Orton and AJ Styles. AJ goes up to, to Randy and says, do you want to talk strategy? Neither of them really want to talk strategy. Yeah. They were good. Randy says, well, we're partners tonight, tonight. after I won the Rumble. See, he even, he knows he's winning the Rumble. Yeah, yeah. Um, he sure. says he's going after that WWE championship. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Nakamura comes in. Yeah. Or AJ says, all right, good talk. Yeah. Nakamura comes in, gives the title a, a too sweet. Oh. says, good talk. Imagine this faction. Nakamura. Yeah. Styles. Uh huh. Balor. Okay. Gallows. Yeah. Anderson. Yeah. Balor Club. Yeah. With Finn Balor's leader, right? Uh, no, AJ Styles is the leader. And why would it be called Balor Club? Well, because he, you know, they named it after him in the first so place. So he should be the leader. It's legacy. No, I doesn't mean he has to be. He can be the ace of the Balor Club. But he should also be the leader. He could be the namesake. He could be the namesake, but it doesn't have to be the leader. Yeah, he should be the leader if he's the namesake. Does there need to be a leader? Yeah. Really? Yeah, why not? Be a rudderless ship. So Hogan was the leader of NWO, yeah, and he would direct things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he'd say, "Go get that guy." But when's the last time Triple H was leader of like the DX after? Well, when it was, the, it was uh, HBK and Triple there was H. no leader there. Yeah, but there's only there's only a three person. Three staff. of them, four with Rick Rude. Yeah, but he wasn't there that long. Right, but then when it was tri- Triple H was leader of Post. Yes, HBK, and he kind of led things. Oh, he definitely did. Yeah, he led things. Farouk was definitely leader of the nation until, until the, the Rock, Rock took over as leader. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Every there faction needs to have a leader. There needs to be a leader. Okada, leader of chaos. Well, yeah, that dude is a god. Naito, leader of LIJ. Oh, sure. Suzuki, yeah. leader of Suzuki Gutsi. Namesake. Well, Sonata, the leader. Of course, Naito's going to be... Sonata's not going to lead anything. This fool. Anyways. Uh, let's see. Evil or Takahashi could lead a faction. Well, no, your point about Suzuki is, is true because it's yes. named after him. Mm-hmm. So, Balor Club, named after him. Yes. Yeah. He would have to be the leader. Uh, next up, Rusev Day. This was frustrating. They declared. Oh, I love this. Are you kidding me? Really? Oh, oh, are you kidding me? I love this. Because, come on, this was on the same level as Thebar losing to Titus Worldwide. It's okay. Rusev Day is fine. They're not like, you know, as high in the food chain as Thebar, but they're kind of the same Z's. This is a roll up surprise win. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. Breezango needs a win, man. They need, they need fashion files back on SmackDown proper. That's you know what they need? You know what my favorite thing is? And he's been doing it forever, but I just, I, again, I watched it last night. I was like, oh, God damn it. That's so funny. When Breezango and Tyler Breeze have their, I'm sorry, when Breezango has their entrance, right? And the entrance is funny enough. But when Tyler Breeze gets up on the apron and lays there with a selfie stick, yeah. and then uh, Fandango comes up behind him, and with zero rhythm, really, oh, yeah. he just starts thrust, thrusting his pelvis. I know, it's great. With as much violence. And it's the funniest thing, because at that point in the music, the beat kicks up a tempo or two. Yeah. And he starts just really going at It's the funniest damn it's thing. Great. And I he know. has this big smile on his it's face great. the whole time. It's fantastic. Oh, God. See, I like all these guys. And I, I just feel like Rusev Day is so over. Rusev is still over. They need to start building some momentum for him. Dude, I don't know where to go in I the storyline. I know. Story the needs this. They needed that win, man. And it doesn't do anything bad for Rusev Day. Um, 
Also, Rusev and Aiden English all uh, declared. Yeah, for the Rumble. They're going to be the Rumble. And the Rusev Rumble. Via song. Yeah. Sounds good. Are we going to get some Rusev versus Aiden English action there? Probably not. Maybe. Uh, next up, we had... Uh, we about the, this bit of... Better left alone. Oh, and then we're just straight to the main event, which is a mess. Tag match and stuff. Yeah, it was a mess. So it was Styles, Orton, Nakamura against Owens and Zayn. Everybody got a full entrance. What percentage of the show uh, consisted Dude, of Dude, they need to just ease up on these entrances. 20%. They're too long. Um, so uh, Owens and Zayn are getting worked over pretty good. They leave the ring, go up the ramp, try and get counted out. Mm-hmm. Shane comes out mm-hmm. says, eh, eh. Mm-hmm. Restart the match. No countdowns is what he said. Yeah. You meant no count outs. No count outs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They take a commercial break. Back to the ring. Match is going on. Owens is still getting worked over. Orton is on the verge of giving Sami Zayn an RKO. Or, uh, Owens comes in the, in the ring, hits Orton with the chair, gets uh-huh. DQ'd. Yeah. I think the match is over because there's like four minutes left in the show. There's three. I'm rolling on the clock. Yeah. Nope. Shane comes out again. Restarts the match now. No match. DQ. I'm going to restart this match now because you can't have a DQ. <laughs> he's always so like, God, he's always so like. Dehydrated. Everything is so clogged up or something. Yeah. So there's a brawl. AJ goes up to the ramp with a chair, hits Owens with it a couple times. Owens and AJ kind of fight backstage or towards backstage. They disappear. Um, Zane tries to flee through the crowd. Uh, instead, he is cornered by Orton and Nakamura, and they proceed to destroy him. Yeah. Uh, Nakamura hits a Kinshasa. Orton hits an RKO. Pinzane gets the win. Mm-hmm. But it was a mess. Why is Shane? Like, Shane's is hovering. I know. He's helicoptering. Man. He is. It's too much. It's too much. Man. It's way too much. Oh, you didn't get the packages out of your car? I'll go get them right now. Oh, man, we're in the middle of the podcast right now. What well, am I going to sit here stuff. looking like a jerk? You've done stuff in the middle of the show while I've been sitting here looking like a jerk. You want to write some packages? I mean, we, if you want, I can. You want to go? Well, no, we'll, we'll just take them out of your car later. Uh, let's see here. It's question well, time. Answer some questions. Again, I don't want to be... So I'm going to knock on your door. See? That's why I, that's why I just told you. I'm going to answer some questions. i got to... Oh. I messed up. That's why we need office space. Um, fat Bastard Champ Alex Foster asks, is uh, Benjamin and Gable over? Can't really tell if I like them or not. I like them. Um, if the, if they're over, it depends on what their goal is for them. I think they finally declared as heels, but it still seems kind of murky. Now we got a barking dog in here. Um, underdog with heart to heal Dylan. Since it happened twice last night, I must as, might as well ask personally to heal. Doesn't like it when W superstars get jobber entrances, even when the end is obvious, like with Mojo versus Zach. For me, it really ruins the suspense of the match because I already know how it'll end. My question for you guys is what do you guys think about jobber entrances for non-jobbers? Yeah, it telegraphs the end of the match more often than not. Jobber, yeah, it does. Yeah, when's the last, have we seen a jobber entrance and the dude won? This happened in the last year, yeah. Has it? Yeah. I think the club got a jobber entrance once and won the match. I kind of remember that. Maybe. I want to get some fact-checking on that, though, because yeah. that has actually 
too much while, of a tell, man. For it's too a much while, of a tell. I used to make note of job wrenches as I don't anymore. Jack Dolan, who looks stranger with their hair growing out, John Cena or Andy Orton? Uh, Cena. Well, here's the thing about Cena. I think Orton's hair actually looks pretty good. I'll put it this way. Well, what's the question? Who looks stranger or worse? Stranger. Okay, stranger is Randy Orton because it's been so long since we've seen him with hair, and we've never seen this hair on him. Looks Cena, great, Cena really looks good. like it's just messy. Well, it's, it's just, weird because it's still really short, and but it's, it's still thin. It's thin back here. Yeah, but it's just it feels messy. Yeah, it's like weird. well, he's got hat head. You know, he has yeah. to wear the hat when he runs out, takes yeah. the hat off, and now he's got messed up hair. I don't like it. All right, well, tell him about it. Uh, Broken Steve, would you guys be opposed to Rusev winning the Rumble and fighting AJ at Mania? Not at all. No, I wouldn't be opposed to that. It's not like my first option, but I would. I would love that. I'd be into it. I'd be into it. Uh, CM Punk finds insulting power rank WWE stipulations that you like to see utilized in New Japan Pro Wrestling number one two out of three falls match that'd be good yes um, they don't do a whole lot of gimmick matches in New Japan I think they've only had one ladder match Omega versus uh, Elgin yeah hell in a cell no, beat the clock challenge oh yeah my bad beat the clock challenge Braun, would you rather have Finn AJ feud as soon as they're on the same brand, or have them reform the club and ha- club and have a year-long story of Finn AJ trying to get Gallows and Anderson on their side, <gasps> leading to a match at next year's WrestleMania? Mm, okay, so if I thought at all that the second part would even be possible, given. The lack of long-term booking, I yeah. would say the second one. Yeah. But I'll take what I can get. Yeah. If they're on the same brand, have them interact, have them talk to each other, and have them feud. Yes. Tommy T, hey, friend, so you guys always say WWE has no cool points. New Japan has all the cool points. But my question is, who has more cool points regarding talent performance? Because, sure, New Japan Pro Wrestling has Kenny Omega, but WWE has Aleister Black, who, in my opinion, is most cool just behind Rusev. Okay, well, hold on a second. Bullet Club, count. Bullet Club tops cool in wrestling. Yeah? Is there anything in wrestling cooler than Bullet Club right now? Well, Aleister Black is pretty high up there in cool points, man. I, I agree. But he doesn't have merchandise and Hot Topic, does he? Yeah, that's not the end-all, be-all. I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying it's just one feather in Bullet who's, Club's who's cap. buzziest? Yeah, okay, it's Bullet Club. It's Bullet Club. Yeah, it's Bullet Club. Although, world's cutest tag team is getting there. Yeah. They got merch in Hot Topic, too. True. I'm salty. I just found out they're fighting each other in eight days. I'm not going to be able to be there. Mm-hmm. And it's just in stupid Los Angeles where mm-hmm. I could easily go. Could. Not going to happen. Maybe I will do it. I'd say Jericho's cool in just about anybody in WWE right now, too. His cool factor is off the charts right now. Oh, I don't know about that. He's got a cruise with wrestling. Come on, on. just because that's the cool. that's the. What do you think of when you think of cruises? I think of either like, I think of old people. Legionnaires' disease. Really? No. What is Legionnaires' disease? It's I've heard of that before, but I'm, it's something that can be spread easily amongst people in close quarters. I'm not talking about. I'm not talking, is that does that happen on cruises a lot? It has happened. Yeah. Has it? Yeah. Scurvy. It can spread. Not that's not been an issue in like hundred years. Hundreds of years. I think I remember. Wait, there's something like a Legionnaires' disease outbreak in like a while ago in an office building or something like that. Oh, really? And I've heard about. I think I've heard about one on a cruise ship. I'm kind of curious recently. about what Legionnaires' disease. I don't remember what it is. What are the symptoms? Um, hold on a second. 
who has more cool points regarding talent performance? And yeah, Bullet Club has all the cool points. But yeah. In 2010, there was a Legionnaire's disease outbreak on a cruise boat. The thing about Alistair Black is that he's super cool, but you know he's going to end up in WWE on main roster. I know. And, and they're, they're going to sap all the cool out of him. He's going to be a lumberjack, man. He's going to be a lumberjack. I'll never forget Nakamura coming out. Randy Orton doesn't have to come out, but Nakamura comes out as Lumberjack. Give me a break. And then they send Finn Balor out there to break up a brawl. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me with that? He should be starting the brawl. Yeah. I was reading the Legionnaires disease. Sorry. This is the, hold on a second. This is the best start to a question ever. The undisputed losing his friendo, James Johnson. I had a dream the other night that I had the job to Randy Orton. <laughs> I wanted to put on a quick squash match, but he insisted on making it a competitive match. That sounds like a very Randy Orton thing. Yeah. He was extremely nice and cool to the situation. Do you have any wrestling dreams of your own you can share? That's a good question. I had a really violent dream last night that uh, Mary Tyler Moore blew her head off of the show. Oh, my God. It was, and I went down and looked at it. It was so bad. It was a messed up dream, man. And I was like in some hotel in Hollywood. Wow. It was weird. It was really weird. Legionnaire's disease is kind of like pneumonia. Oh, okay. I thought maybe oh, that. yeah, here we go. It's in Philadelphia. There was an outbreak. Age is affected. 41 and up is huge. Yeah. 60 plus. Oh, my gosh. Anyways, have you had a wrestling dream? I'm sure I've had. I, I have. think I have. I can't remember any of them, though. Mm-hmm. Most of my dreams right now usually involve me going to the gym. <laughs> I oh, about yeah. working out. That's good. Is that weird? I mean, it's what you like to do, so no. No, it means I'm, I'm obsessive about it. That's what it means. People in chat are freaking out about my dream. It was, dude, it was so... What's the weirdest dream you've ever had? I don't know. Mary Tyler Moore shooting her own head up with a shotgun. It's pretty yeah, weird. weird. Because I saw it, like, it was everywhere. It was... Did I tell you about the so, dream I had? You see the first episode of mine under? <laughs> oh, I know. The very beginning. Golly. I've had a dream where my... My uh, 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 my the stepfather, <laughs> who at night turned into a black cat with a blonde suit. <laughs> yes, that's the best dream. That is the best dream. That's the best. I, number one, that he had a stepdad. Number two, that at night he would turn into a black cat with a blonde, like Fu a Hogan esque blonde Fu Man. Oh, that's the best. Oh man! Oh, here we go, Samantha Brunker. If if someone other than the Undertaker was to be given the streak, who would it be from any era? Mm. Kind of surprised. Kind of well, Brock wasn't really there long enough to have a streak. No. He wasn't at every WrestleMania. Um, Triple H. <laughs> yeah. And like you just revel in like the golden shovel aspect of it. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that a little bit. I mean, they used to call HBK Mr. WrestleMania. Yeah, I thought him too, but there was that four-year gap where he didn't go to any WrestleMania. Yeah, that's true. Triple H. I think by next Undertaker, he's been the, the most of them. Yeah. I'm speculating. Uh, let's What's see Bret Hart uh, WrestleMania undefeated streak. Uh oh, this is kind of funny. Wait, what? What? Okay, I'm just gonna read this question, and we can make heads or tails of it. Michael Lent, I was playing 2K18 the other day, and during Finn's entrance, the commentary said the following things. 
either Corey or Michael said something along the lines of, quote, Finn has been rising through the ranks like a bullet. To which Baron responds, I think he means, wait, oh, Byron. Yeah. Oh, he means Byron. Responds, that is a club I'd like to join. I swear to Shawn Michaels' backlash 2006 tag partner that this happened. Wow. How close do you think WWE will get to saying Bullet Club on TV without actually referring to it by name? The bigger question is, will the WWE ever say the words Bullet Club on TV? No. They won't say something like five years from now. They won't say something like he was one, you know, oh, one, the founder of now. the legendary Bullet Club. Yeah, maybe if they're doing like a, a Finn Balor DVD, perhaps. But on commentary, no. They will talk around it as much as they can. I mean, how many times did Corey Graves say elite, the elite, becoming the elite on Raw this past week? I'm not sure. Tons. I'm not sure what the what the window is for Bullet Club in terms of like how what their staying power is going to be like. Yeah. yeah, how long are they going to be cool? Um, real. Yeah. Once that real window ends. I could see because nobody's going to care. I'll put it this way. Yeah, that's what it is. When nobody cares anymore. Yeah. They'll refer to it I when nobody say, cares I anymore. I will say this, that uh, in terms of longevity, I think chaos has been in existence since 2003. Mm-hmm. So I think so long as they can. Yeah, but have they been real? They have never been. They've never really been real. Well, not to the Bullet Club level, but I'm just saying in terms of longevity, I think they'll be around. I wonder if anybody in chaos just thinks to themselves, man, we've been around for so long. Why hasn't somebody given us like cool merch or anything? I know. You know what I mean? Like a Pro Wrestling Tees, I think there's one Chaos shirt. Yeah. Need more. Get some cool design or something. Yeah. What the heck? LAJ's got cool merch. Yeah, Suzuki Goon has a cool shirt. Yeah. They need cooler stuff. No, I agree. Because their their branding is cool. I know. All right, one more question. we got chat trivia to do. Uno mas. Uh, Oh, official Fahad. Who do you think will be WWE champ first? Hey, Baron Corbin or Rusev? Corbin. At this rate, Corbin. Who will be WWE champ first? Yeah, Corbin. I agreed. I agree. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, Brian, I think it's Posick. Okay. Uh, new patron, firstly, thank you um, for all the content and helping re- rekindle my love of wrestling. Daniel Bryan doesn't resign power rank who you... Th- think would be a good fit with current Shane McMahon as GM. Who would be a good fit with Shane McMahon as GM should Daniel Bryan not resign? Oh, resign, not resign. Resign. Um, Natalia. No. Gato. Pete Gass. One more question. Joey Abs. <laughs> Who's the other guy? Rodney. <laughs> Rodney is the right answer. R. Alex Smith or Lightning Zan. Well, I don't know who he wants to be referred to as. But he's a new patron, so I love him. Thank you very much. Thank you, Zan. With the Mixed Match Challenge coming up, do you think this will be one and done for men and women being in matches together? Or is this them testing the waters for possibly having more mixed matches in the future? Thank you. I think if they did more mixed matches, it'd be another mixed match challenge a year yeah. from now. Yeah. I'm not sure. I mean, I don't know. Storyline-wise, I mean, if, if it works, I'm not sure how often it will really 
work in storylines, though. Once we start finding out what kind of numbers it's doing on Facebook, then we'll probably have a better answer. Yeah, if it does, like, huge numbers, even if it does huge numbers, they'd probably just schedule another one six months from now instead of a year from now. Mm -hmm. I don't think we'd all of a sudden see an an explosion or, like, it's a a mismatch division. division, Yeah. Right, it's time for chat trivia. Chat trivia. Let's start with no. Classics. This is just trivia. Oh, sorry. Chat trivia is in our oh, post show. I'm so excited about that. Where everybody gets to. We'll start with classic. I will begin. Who did Andre the Giant defeat in a fifteen thousand dollar body slam challenge at the first WrestleMania? Uh, um, Big John said. Yeah. Who did Rowdy Roddy Piper face in a boxing match? Mr. T. Very good. Uh, while Marty Jannetty never won the World Tag Team Championship with Shawn Michaels, who did he team with to win the title in January 1994? Ooh. Uh, one, two, three, kid? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> What Hall of Fame tag team won their first WWE Tag Team Championship by defeating the Nasty Boys at SummerSlam 1991? Demolition. The Legion of Doom. Oh. What a rush. What a rush. What a Ooh, perfect card for Steve. Perfect card. Perfect. Superstar bio. What superstar made history in November 1997 by appearing in episodes of Raw and Nitro on the same night? It was uh, Rick Rude. Very good. Who forced Triple H to tap out in the main event of SummerSlam 2012? Who forced him to tap out? Who? Triple H? Uh-huh. 2012. Wow, I was late. John Cena. Brock Lesnar. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, big events. What WWE authority figure surprisingly defeated John Cena in a match at Over the uh, Over the Limit 2012? Authority figure, huh? Mm-hmm. Over the Limit 2012? Mm-hmm. Um, John Laurinaitis. Very good. There we go. Yeah. Jogging memory banks for that one. The runner-up in 2004's one million one million dollar tough enough season four went on to win. Sorry, what runner-up in 2004's one million dollar tough enough season four went on to win the WWE Championship in 2010? Uh, the Miss. Yeah. Uh, championships. Who cashed in a Money in the Bank opportunity to face John Cena? For the WWE Championship at ECW One Night Stand 2006. RVD. RV Real. Um, what original member of the Nexus was kicked out of the group only to rejoin the WWE team that faced the Nexus at SummerSlam 2010? Yep. Dana Bryan. Superstar Bio. Ooh, if I get this, it's tie. Well, you, you get this. What former world heavyweight champion is known as the Punjabi Playboy? Oh, that's a great call, Lee. Very good. Wrong. Jinder Mahal. Oh, damn. 
Anyways, Hilton, can we get some out music, please? Thank you, Hilton. And uh, thank you, everybody, for watching. We really appreciate it. Leave your comments in the comment section below. Yes. And uh, until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Goodbye. Hilton, out, out. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps because when it comes to getting the most out of your home you can do this when you angie that download the free angie mobile app today or visit angie.com that's a-n-g-i dot com